Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the podcast that is working towards and educating about uh, true people's liberation uh, and what that means, kind of. Um, For those of you tuning in for the first time, I am your host, Josh. Um, It's very nice to meet you. I hope you enjoy the show. For those of you coming back again, I appreciate you, and I hope, you know, we can do something that makes you want to come back a third time. Um, So today I, I, uh, well, first and foremost, if you hear stuff in the background, I apologize. Uh, I'm driving to work right now, so I'm, like, in my car and everything, so, like, I, I hope that's not annoying. If it is, you know, there's episodes where I'm not. So you can check those out if you'd like, or, you know, pretty sure pretty soon I'll be uh, doing one where I'm not driving, hopefully. <clears throat> but yeah, anyways, so uh, for those of you who don't know, I also do a website, so you can check that out at forliberation.wixsite.com forward slash website. Um... And I did a blog on there this morning where I posted, I, I, I usually kind of like post out a blurb, right? And then as soon as I finish it, I'm like, I don't know if I really like that. And so one, either I end up writing, you know, whole blogs and then never posting them. Or two, I just go, fuck it. And I post it. And then immediately after, I go back and reread it, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of, like, shitty. But I leave that stuff up because I think that it shows that, um, I think it shows that there's growth, right? And that I, just like anyone else, don't, you know, anyone who tells you they know exactly what the fuck they're talking about, that they got it down, and, like, it's, it's a hard road there. And, like, good for them, you know, maybe if they're so lucky to really, really understand these things so complexly, so, so, uh, with such nuance and and great, you know, depth, good for them. But I'll tell you what, I get confused easy, and, like, some of this stuff I really gotta work through, right? But I do my blog because I think that it shows that there's an education that is needed, right? There's a a social and political awareness that needs to be brought out of people because a lot of us got to go to work every day, right? So to have social and political awareness is exhausting because that means on top of having to stress and be anxious and depressed about the fact that you have to go to work tomorrow, you have to look out at the world and remember, oh yeah, that sucks too. Um... But that is necessary because ultimately the only thing that changes that from sucking is us, right? Because ultimately, and this is kind of the, the, the point that I'm making in my blog that I want to talk about. Ultimately, there is a, per, a, a group of people who have been in charge, especially in this country, for about 250 years, Right? And I think that we all could go back to even before, you know, this was officially the United States, quote unquote, uh, and look at the colonies 
and, and find some things wrong. So even so far back as the first settlements here in, in, in what we know as America, there was so much wrong with society, right? And those same people, that same group of people, that same class of people has been in power since then. And there has been a group in power that is, you know, a select few from, you know, pulled from within that society and placed above it, which then is told, you know, anything you say goes, anything you do, there's no consequences to be had. And and they get to exhaust and, and, and employ incredible amounts of power, of wealth, of privilege, and not a, not, I, I would, I would like to be able to say not a damn one of us put them there, but then there's some asshole that's going to be, well, there's people who voted them in, and it's like, okay, but that doesn't really see the whole picture, right, like, my name wasn't on that ballot, so, I mean, it seems kind of fishy, that some asshole who's super rich, who's super powerful, and I've never heard of them usually, they get to be in power, they get to be the wealthiest people in the world, and anything they do, you know, there's no court that holds our police officers or our government officials guilty, there's no tribunal that arrests wealthy people who abuse others, through whatever means and so it seems a little ridiculous then for us to be able to say oh no this is this is the free society this is the democracy no there's no democracy to be had in this system right but what my blog was talking about is like I said the name was specifically socialism cannot come about under capitalism we have to understand What I mean by this is really simple. I know for some of us, defining terms is really stupid. Um, And, you know, especially when we're talking about things like tendencies, like communism versus socialism. There's a lot of folks who understand that these things need to be defined and, and understood. And there's a lot more folks who think that that's useless and that that confuses people and that ultimately we're making things more difficult for ourselves. Now that doesn't always go over to the field that I'm going to talk about, but I want to make clear that that always seems to uh, serve reaction as much as it's trying to not. Um, By not defining these terms, by not clearly having understandings of these terms, when we set out to make changes, when we make demands and try to take these things for ourselves, we're not going to know what to do. We're not going to know what it is we need because we're going to assume that on an instinct, on on a whim, we're just going to understand. That's, that makes no sense. It, would you go into Spain or, or, or Mexico or wherever and say, it, I'm going to understand Spanish when I get there, I, I'm pretty sure. No. 
these things are important to understand because ultimately when we seek change when we fight for freedom for liberation there is one thing that will give us that freedom and there is one thing well i guess there's one thing that will give us that freedom and there's a million things that won't so let, let's kind of wrap it up in a tight little bow, get you a little introduction, and then we'll talk about my blog. So essentially, I'm listening to Mark's Madness talk about black reconstruction in America, right? And one of the things that they're talking about right now is that what we know as the Civil War was a true revolution in the sense that it made revolutionary change within this country prior to the civil war two years before and really up until you know the the day the emancipation proclamation went out even the great emancipator abraham lincoln said time and time again we're not going to free the slaves the goal of the civil war was not the north saying we need to free the civil the slaves and the South saying, no, we don't, the North was passing laws and trying to, quote-unquote, meddle in the South's dealings or particular institutions. That's what W.E.B. Du Bois calls it, calls slavery in this book, um, and a lot of other scholars at the time did. Um, And... um, you know, it, I don't know where I was going with that, but basically it, it, it was a revolutionary act in the fact that the intention was not to free the slaves, but the slaves and, and, you know, the, the few supporters that they had, the black folks at the time took it into their own hands and they forced the, the, the Emancipation Proclamation to be passed. They forced the abolition of slavery through, you know, mass organization, mass participation, and a lot of different things, including revolts, including fighting in the war themselves. Um, And these were folks who took a moment and seized it, right? And that was revolutionary. But what was not revolutionary was the fact that unfortunately the rule still went to the same people who were in charge before like there was not a separate black state created there was not any true power given to the black community because we have to talk about the fact that in a sense just putting black people in power does well actually not in a sense let's talk about it for real putting black people in power does absolutely nothing for the black community it tokenizes black people such as kamala harris and barack obama gives them themselves power surrounded by wealthy elite white people and it makes them into a figurehead that is then able to turn around and say now we are free while millions of black people in this country suffer far worse than any other group of people in this country, especially in the South, where black people, uh, you know, en masse are uh, 
in prison far more than any other uh, group. They are... Well, actually, I don't know if that's true in America. I think that's that goes to the indigenous folks. But black people are over-policed. They are over-controlled. Black people are made poor. They are made to suffer. Because in a society where there is one group of people in power and one not... There cannot be any true bargaining place. There cannot be any true negotiation being made from a place of powerlessness. So the people in power are fully capable of giving us exactly what they want to give us, giving us exactly what they feel they can get away with doing for us, and that's that. After that, if we get anything more... It is because of the decisions that we make to organize, the actions that we take to make our politicians, to make our governments give us the things that we need, or otherwise we create those things for ourselves. Um, And so ultimately, what my blog is talking about is the the simple notion that socialism is not Bernie Sanders being president. Socialism is not $15 an hour. Socialism is not co-ops. Socialism is not anything except for a socialist society. What is a socialist society, you'd say? Okay. A socialist society can only be understood by understanding its antithesis, which is a capitalist society, which is... A society wherein what we know as the means of production. So that's, you know, everything you need to produce something. A factory, people to work, the materials, the tools, the equipment, the capital to pay those people, the capital to ship those things, the ability to ship those things. And in a lot of cases, as we see with companies like Amazon, the best way to quote-unquote win the means of production game is to own it all if you can own the mines where you get the natural resources you can own the the tankers and the ships that get them over to the the places where they're being turned from raw materials into commodities if you can own the factories if you can own the materials if you can own the machines if you can own the people can't do that anymore so i guess we got to pay them a wage geez uh, if you can own then the, the, the shipping methods to get those commodities to the markets, to the places where they need to be sold, if you can then own the shops where those places are sold, if you can then own everything, we have what uh, back when Lenin was writing was called combination, quote-unquote. Another great way to understand it is monopolization. So, capital, capitalism is when those means of production can be owned by private people. Someone with enough money can own Amazon. And everything that Amazon owns can be legally owned by that person. You know, the opposite would be communal ownership, which is... These things exist for the good of the people because people need hospitals, people need beds and homes, people need food, people need jobs. 
So these things exist, not so one group or one person can make off with a profit, which is capitalism's ultimate goal, ultimate incentive, profit, money. Nobody can own that. Nobody gets to, by themselves, make away with that insane amount of profit. That goes to the masses. That goes to the people. Because ultimately, the best way to create a society wherein, you know, we we see the things that we're calling for, which is, you know, an end to homelessness, an end to joblessness, an end to uh, starvation. These things can only come when the society in which these things are a problem is given the tools and the ability to take those problems into their own hands and solve them. Otherwise, you are expecting the goodwill of some person who is put in a leadership role of some sort, whether through their wealth or through their political and social power, and expecting that through their goodwill or through the, the, the force that we can put on them, which is actually how these things change, not anyone's goodwill, but by people demanding and forcing these folks to do these things and then them turning around and saying, oh yeah, look at what I did. The only way that that can be, you know, fixed, the only way that we can guarantee that these things are solved is when the people who are suffering from these problems are the ones directly capable of fixing those problems. Um, And that just makes sense, right? But so socialism... When we talk about, no, sorry, I just watched a car do a stupid thing. But socialism, when we're talking about, you know, what is socialism, socialism is not the Nordic states. And I think that anyone who sits here and applauds the Nordic states, anyone who thinks that 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 is a solution to our problems, does not actually understand the way that capitalism works. Capitalism is a system of exploitation. The more wealth there is, the more poverty there is. Because wealth is concentrated. If wealth is not going to the masses, wealth is going to specific people. So that would be like if you had an apple tree with 60 apples. Capitalism is taking those 60 apples and giving 58 of them to the guy who owns the orchard. You take two of them and you throw them into a crowd of 50 people and you say, there, it's fair because you all have an equal opportunity to get those apples. That's capitalism. Because of that, uh, a lot of people don't eat. Um, And one guy has a lot of fucking apples. Socialism is... That's an apple tree. People need to eat. We don't have anything other than apples. All those 50 people walk right up. They grab an apple. And then guess what? There's 10 apples left for the guy who owned the orchard. And he owns more than just one tree. So it's okay because he doesn't even need those 10 apples. But he's got them. So it's okay, guys. Don't worry. We're not going to take his orchard. We might we might take his orchard. We're probably going to take his orchard. Um... But, like, so socialism is not what happens in the Nordic states because if you understand capitalism, then you understand the concentrated wealth that is, you know, it's not any different than the United States 
other than the simple fact that in these Nordic states, they give maybe four apples to their people instead of two. They expand the social nets. They expand the public wealth. They expand what could exist in, in, in socialism for everyone. Guaranteed, not, okay, we have the money, we're going to give you guys health care. In a capitalist system, the only thing that we get is what we are granted by those people who, who hold on to those things. Um, and so because of that, also we have to understand that in these Nordic states, because those social nets are expanded, because the wealth is increased, there is poverty that is increased. So it's not evident in these Nordic states as concretely as it is in the United States when looking at rich versus poor. But if you turn your lens south and you look at where these Nordic states get their wealth from, if you look at where these Nordic states exploit their resources from, export their, export their labor and their, their uh, production to, if you look at that, you understand that these Nordic states exploit the global south as much if not more than the you, you know the united states which god that's a statement it would it would probably you know interest people to know that one one of the most uh explicit abuses of workers and of the global south that i can think of off the top of my head would be belgium Belgium went into the Congo and would literally cut women, men, and children's hands off who were caught not laboring, who were caught misbehaving, who were caught doing anything that this state, Belgium, that went into another country and colonized it and enslaved it and did that. That's now Belgium is supposedly one of those states that we're supposed to look up to. That is supposedly better than the United States. And that's its history. So there's that. The last point I want to make because I'm about to pull into work is basically this. Socialism, of course, is taking capitalism and turning it on its head. Socialism is taking the wealth, abundance, and, and, and you know, all the things that exist because capitalism has created them and saying... These things belong to the people. The people who created these things deserve these things, right? The people who labor every single day away so that you and I can have clothes on our back, well, they deserve clothes on their back. They also deserve a home to live in and food in their stomach, proper health care, and all the things that we, even in the United States, can't get from our fucking leaders. And so it, it kind of seems crazy that in the richest place in the world, even some of us can't get these things. But those people definitely need those things. And those people also need everything that sits in the very hands of the Jeff Bezoses, the Elon Musks, the Walton families. And the only way we're going to get it, folks, is by taking it from them. Because guess what? Those people, those types of people, had, have had 
at least 250 years plus in the United States and 500 years plus in the world to turn that wealth into the public's wealth, to turn those stolen goods back to the people they were stolen from. Because they haven't, they do not deserve our sympathy, they do not deserve our patience, and they, do de- they definitely do not deserve the wealth, power, and privilege that they have stolen from the people. Socialism is taking that wealth, taking these things, and giving it to the people. And then creating on top of that a society that produces things for the good of the people. That, that passes laws and, and legislation for the good of the people. That takes the very power and gives it to the people. There is one way and one way only that that happens. And that is through a revolutionary act that takes the very power away from the dictatorship of the wealthy, the dictatorship of the oppressive elites, and gives that to the people and creates what is known as the dictatorship of the proletariat. But this dictatorship is only a dictatorship in its strictest definition, which is it is the people, it is the masses, it is the majority, it is the many, insisting their will over the few, demanding that the few have made themselves wealthy and powerful for far too long on the backs of the many, and now it is time that the people are given power. The people are given life. The people are given dignity. This is socialism, nothing else. If you're still listening to the show, thank you very much. I appreciate you. If you want to check this out, but in written word, you can go to my website, which is for liberation. That's no caps, no spaces. Dot Wix site, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash website. Uh, you can also check me out on social media. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at In Defensive Liberation. You can also find me um, and my organization, my party that I'm a part of, uh, Leftist Unification Party on all social media. So check that out. Uh, And for whatever reason, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can reach out to me on my socials or you can email me at indefenseofliberation at gmail.com. No caps, no spaces. Uh, and, you know, say what's up or tell me I'm an asshole or tell me I'm stupid or whatever. You know, like the, the world is your oyster, sweetheart. Like I'm just I'm just here for the funds. I'm just here for the socialisms and the revolutions and such. Um, But yeah, so thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And until next time, uh, stay safe, stay sane. Uh, Solidarity to the striking steel workers and miners in Alabama. Um, Go ahead and show your support for them. Spread the word. Uh, Solidarity to the folks in India still protesting and striking. The farmers there. Solidarity with Palestine. Hashtag free Palestine. And solidarity with all struggling people across the world. Much love to you all. And until next time, we'll see ya. This has been Josh at In Defense of Liberation. Uh, Have a good day. Bye.